Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. Welcome back to Autoimmune and You. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm Erica. And we have promised you life updates. There's been so much rapidly changing in my life, literally within the past three weeks, like people in my own personal life can't even keep up. And so I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an update. Um, Erica has some updates to share as well, as far as how she's feeling and what she's been doing. Um, But first of all, we just wanted to thank you guys from the very bottom of our hearts for all of you who have reached out via email or message or ratings or views on podcasts and Spotify, because Oh my gosh, like the last, especially the last few episodes specifically, we've had so many people reaching out, sharing like really long emails of your stories and how much like our podcast means to you and just really, really touching. Um, so thank you so much for reaching out at all, much less like being vulnerable and sharing your story with us. And yeah. We love hearing when things resonate with you. And that's why we always tell you guys to reach out because we kind of need to know when things are resonating and like how we can continue to create content that um, makes you feel like you're not the only one that goes through a lot of these things. So just wanted to start out by saying thank you seriously so much. Yeah. Thank you guys. Also, I was reflecting on this on my bike ride home this morning from coaching that It's really cool that throughout all of like our life ebbs and flows of just life stuff, of diagnosis stuff, of, you know, anything like the blood tests and the relationships and the symptoms and the clients and all of that stuff. You guys are with us through all of that. And like, as they happen, and not only are you there for us, like you are supporting us and interacting with us and continuing to just be along on this journey. And that means so much. And it's crazy because one of the more recent emails that we received, someone was saying that she wanted to share with the two voices who are always in the car with her. Yeah. I get chills as I say that out loud. That chipped me out. Yeah. I was like, whoa, because when I was first diagnosed, I turned to podcasts. Um, And this person was diagnosed a long time ago, but I would, I turned to podcasts and there was a couple of particular kind of like mentors. I would say that I would listen to their podcasts religiously, especially when I was in the car. Cause I lived in LA and I had like an hour commute each way. I would always listen to podcasts like constant. And that really is a huge catalyst for how my mindset started to shift and how I started viewing my own mind and my own body. Um, and it's crazy to think that now we are that for people. I, Erica and I talk about all the time, like we just can't wrap our minds around that. (laughs) No, because we're just authentically sharing what we're going through, you know, and it's, it's hard to fully understand that, you know, we're not in people's homes or their cars or whatever, when we're listening to that or when they're listening to that. So it's really hard to grasp when we hear such deep, thoughts and perspective and like fully hearing someone's journey and they're giving it to us through this email and it's like what like we had a part in someone's their spiritual growth Mm -hmm. their awakening personal transformation decisions that they've made for their health Mm -hmm. that's really something that I still it's hard to really grasp it's seriously wild even okay so um I have my autoimmune goddess collective my like autoimmune support group after that last episode um the holistic treatments part two episode aired one of my clients posted in our support group and was like oh my god like that episode was amazing Rachel you guys know so much like thank you yeah and I get texts from clients even all the time that they like clients get that one-on-one attention from me they get all of this like exclusive content and they're still like oh my gosh you guys on the podcast give so much to us like thank you yeah and to us I know Erica and I feel the same we've talked about it before like we are constantly thinking of what more can we do And to know that we are offering so much, even though we still feel like we could do more is really, really cool and very rewarding. I couldn't even imagine like this is where I would be five years post-diagnosis. 
Yeah. I think that what people take the most from us is just being vulnerable and honest to be able to have these conversations, you know, and we, in the beginning, we're like, oh, like, should we like be sharing like educational stuff and like breaking things down, like on a scientific level and things like that. And it's like, that's not what people want. People just want to hear real people going through real life experiences with an autoimmune disease. That's literally why we started this. And also that's not like, yes, we both love the science behind things. We love research. We love all of that, but that's just not like where our like souls and hearts lie. And that's why we like mesh so well is because this, like we're storytellers, we are storytellers and we are using those strengths to be able to connect with you. And again, to show you that you're not alone in any of this. Okay. So on that note, I will share a couple of updates and I'll try to be brief because I know that we like Erica and I both kind of have a lot of things that we want to touch on today, um, relating just life in general with an autoimmune disease. So number one, um, I guess I'll just throw it out there at the point that you are listening to this. Um, the day that this airs, I will already be living in Seattle for two days. So I literally move um, in a week from today when we're recording this, which is wild. And if you would have asked me a month ago, if I was moving to Seattle, I would have said no. And now all of a sudden I'm moving to Seattle. So that's pretty wild. It just kind of happened. Um, I don't need to go too far into detail, but essentially, um, I, it's always been on my radar for years. Cause a couple of my close friends live there. And then, um, now this, my boyfriend who I have known for six months now, um, he lives East of Seattle and it's just like felt more and more right. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like once my lease in, in Portland is done, like I'll kind of probably like look up there. And I went down there and essentially did a mic test, like basically, um, showed the regional director at the orange theory down there, like, or up there what my voice sounds like on the microphone essentially. And five minutes in, she was just like, I need you here. And like, that was it. And I was like, whoa, what? And so then in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, like maybe in the next couple of months, like, I don't know, I have to get out of my lease in Portland. Like I have to, there's so much that I have to do. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm not even ready to leave Portland. I don't feel ready. So I got back to Portland, um, after that weekend. And then I was like, wait a second. Why am I going to just like sit around and wait a couple months? First of all, that position, they wanted me as a head coach, like basically a promotion, like almost double the pay per class. In addition to having a leadership role, which I'm really excited for. Um, and I was sitting there like, well, that could be taken by the time, you know, I'm kind of quote unquote ready. Second of all, I'm never going to be actually ready. Cause you're never actually ready for pretty much anything in life. Yeah. And I was like, why wait? Like, why not just figure it out? I've done this with everything else in life. If it feels right, just go for it. Mm -hmm. And I love those moments in life. Like I went out, um, after that happened, when I was in Seattle, I went out with a friend, um, and I was talking to him about like what happened. He goes, this is really exciting. He's like, how, when you get a decision like this, like, how do you make that decision? And I was like, honestly, this doesn't even feel like a decision. It just kind of feels like this is what's happening. And like, I let my soul guide the way. And I know that sounds so cliche, but it's so true. That's literally the way that I've lived my life in the past, especially the past two years, if not longer is I just kind of go with what feels right. And it doesn't even feel like a decision at that point, because I just know that what feels right is the decision. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of fell into place. And I was like, all right, screw it. Let's do it. And so I found someone to take over my lease in Portland. I signed a new lease in Seattle. I am in the middle, like my apartment is all boxes right now. And I'm literally like, yeah, just taken off in literally five days from Portland. Um, and then starting this new role as a head coach at orange theory, which I'm again, so excited. I've never been like a quote unquote boss before. And I know that I can be really good at it. I know that I'm a good leader. And I'm really excited for it because I've had like kind of like a little bit high, like supervisor-ish roles before, but not like officially. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be a whole new journey for me, but I'm also really excited because there's been like in the past six months or so, I keep feeling like there needs to be a shift in my business. And I wasn't really entirely sure like what that was going to look like. And again, I just trust it. I was like, whatever, whatever's supposed to happen. I know it'll fall into place. I yeah. just know it. And then one day I'm on a bike ride home and I just had this like epiphany of like, oh my God, this is what needs to happen. And it just, again, it just was like, this is happening. It wasn't like, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't know. Should I, Uh, I don't know. How would I do it? I no longer think about 
well, how am I going to, how am I going to do it? I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we're going to do it and we're going to figure it out. Kind of like we did with the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Well, I was going to say how, you know, if something is meant to work out is, or if you're going to follow through with it is if your excitement outweighs the fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So I think like for you, there's been a lot of exciting things to like look forward to it. So it's like that outweighs all yes. the challenges that I have to get through to get to that so place true. because I want that so bad because it feels good. It feels yeah. aligned with what I need in my life. You are absolutely right. You really hit the nail on the head with that one. That's like exactly how I'm feeling. So yeah. Yeah, that's a huge change that's happening. And honestly, I think that like that's a needed change in my life right now. I already, I think I talked about in the last episode, I've already been starting to feel so much better after this like post-COVID flare. I've been off of the Plaquenil for, gosh, I want to say like two months almost now. Yeah, almost two months. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly am feeling so much better. Like it's crazy. I didn't think that it was affecting me really at all, but like I mean, it's also probably part of the stuff that I'm doing and the fact that I'm hopefully actually getting over this flare. Um, But I really do feel so much better. My energy levels are coming back. Um, I'm able to, I haven't seen the acupuncturist every week anymore. I've seen her basically like every other week. There was like two weeks in there where I didn't. Um, And uh, I've been working with a chiropractor who has really, really helped out. And, um, just been like very diligent about every other part of my routine. And I wanted to talk about, and I was talking to Erica about this before we started recording of like, sometimes we all get caught in when that mindset creeps in again, no matter how far you've come with your mindset, you, you creep back into that. This sucks. I'm never going to feel better. Like, yeah. where am I going to go from here? I've taken 20 steps backwards. Like, all of this stuff can easily creep in. And I have, like, literally done so much mindset work, like, since I was diagnosed and continue to. And I am a completely different person in that way. But those thoughts were still creeping in. And honestly, I feel like I let that creep in a little too much. I gave too much power to the flare up, but my point is not to be like, Oh, like I messed up or whatever. My point is that sometimes when your body is not feeling good and you're not really feeling like yourself, it's so hard to not let that happen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you literally can't Yeah, like control your mindset and control what's happening in your, Mm -hmm. in your brain. And sometimes it's not like, podcasts and audiobooks and meditations and stuff that will get you out of it. Sometimes it's just really focusing on the health promoting activities and just letting it take its course. And eventually you will feel better for sure. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's not to say that like, you know, meditations and audiobooks and podcasts and, you know, going on walks and stuff like that doesn't help. It's just that sometimes that is not enough to pull you out of that funk. Yeah. Well, I think too, like, It's funny how you say like, oh, I felt like, you know, I let the negative mindset kind of kick in. From my perspective, I feel like you've just been super like proactive about this whole thing. Like you're like, I'm going to go see a physical therapist. I'm going to see an acupuncturist. I'm going to do this. And it, yeah, it wasn't necessarily like focusing on the mindset piece of like, I just need to like have a better attitude. Like in a sense, like you did have a good attitude because you're like, I don't feel good. I'm going through this flare. So what can I do to help myself feel better? That's still part of the mindset, you know? And that is why we get through this the way that we have, especially just since knowing you, you know, like there's been other little flares and stuff that we've had um, besides COVID, but we've always just been super like proactive what what I think of when I think of mindset is that we're not we don't allow the challenges to you know just make us be like oh I'm just gonna give up like yeah, we still keep trying true. like I think that is part of mindset of like you keep trying mm-hmm. you know and also it's a it's a balance of trying but also like surrendering to the situation right yeah. like okay my body is going through this like this the reality is that it does suck. It sucks to be in pain, but what can I do within my power to help my life and to help my symptoms? Yeah. And so I feel like you did that. And for me, it was, okay, stepping into the medication and surrendering to that and be like, okay, this is what I need at this time because I'm doing everything else and it's not working for me. That is part of mindset, whether that's going into medication or whether that's 
going at it full force holistically, you're still saying like, I'm not going to let this disease, you know, overcome my whole life. And this is not going to be the end of it. Like I'm going to do something to help myself feel better every single day. That's absolutely true. And well, first of all, thank you for saying that because you are right. And I need to, I guess, give myself more credit in that way. But it's funny, right? Like no matter where we are in our journey, no matter how far we've come, we're always going to have those moments when we're kind of like down on ourselves for things. Oh, a hundred percent. And so like that, for instance, right? Like I do feel like I totally succumb. Succumb. <laughs> I totally feel like I succumbed to that mindset of, oh my gosh, this sucks. Like every day waking up, just being like, oh, of course I feel like shit sort of thing. But to but the outsider- that- but is what? that even bad? Like we're, look at, I don't care how positive or how happy or whatever the hell we identify with. At the end of the day, we're still human. And like, we need to allow ourselves to be like, this fucking sucks. You yeah. know, like there's no problem in saying this sucks. Like yeah. we can admit that we can feel sad about it. We can grieve our old body, but at the same time, we still need to take initiative to- towards our health. So that's like, mm-hmm. that is the thing. That is the balance, allowing yourself to experience these emotions, validate your own suffering, but also be like, okay, what can I do within reasonable means to help myself get out of this the best that I can, you know? that That is the balance of the mindset piece. And it's like, it's not only having a, you know, positive, happy thoughts about your life. Like that wouldn't be real if we didn't allow ourselves to experience that, you know? Yeah. Well, the contrasts are actually so important in life. You look at any situation in life, you have to have the contrast. Yeah. You have to have the quote unquote bad because you wouldn't know what good is. Good wouldn't be a thing without bad, yeah. right? Or like uncomfortable, like comfortable wouldn't be a thing without uncomfortable. You have to have the contrast. And so that's a really, really great point. I think the biggest thing for me is realizing that I was, I felt like I was in that mindset for the past Mm -hmm. few months, but from the outsider's perspective, you'd be like, what Mm -hmm. what is she talking about? Like she's been fine, but that's other people's perception. Second of all, my mindset has come so far since mm-hmm. I first was diagnosed yeah. to where now that is my low, right? Yeah, that's like, funny. I keep that's saying, true. So, like, I yeah. keep saying to my boyfriend, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've been so stressed out. Like I've been de- dealing with this flare. I've been stressed out with moving. Like, I'm so sorry that you have to deal with this. Like mm-hmm. you've literally seen the worst of me like multiple days in the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. And he literally looked at me and was like, if this is your worst, like, God damn, I'm lucky. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, like everything's a mess and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. Right. But to him, he's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like I'll deal with this all day, every day. (laughs) Like this over my ex, like not to bash anyone, but it's like crazy because then it makes me realize, you know what? Like that feels good to hear. Right. Mm -hmm. Because when you are going through something like that, you don't want to hear like, yeah, it's fine. I'm here for you. I mean, yeah, Yeah. you do. But like, you don't want that to be the response when you're like, I'm sorry, I'm a mess. And they're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's fine. It feels good for them to be like, this is, this is that bad. Like, I mean, I'm sorry you're going through that, but damn. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I even look at you, you know, I feel like super proud and like, wow. Like I look at everything that you've gone through within the last couple of years since your divorce and how you've been able to like turn that into something really positive and everything that you've accomplished. I mean, I forget sometimes you're still only 28. You're not even 30 yet, girl. And the, the fact that you've been able to accomplish so much, you know, mostly on your own, it's like, to me, it's like, holy crap, you know, the thinking about you going through a flare and, you know, changing new location, moving to another state and getting into a new relationship and taking on this new coaching position. It's like, to me, I'm like, holy crap, that's like, that's freaking crazy, you know, because the way that I felt within the last, I don't know, six months or whatever since COVID, like, I, I mean, I'm not going to say like, I couldn't have done that because, you know, it's hard because it's like, I have a partner and it, a husband and I'm supported in different ways and I have a lot of um, privilege from that situation. Um, but still, I'm like, dang, I don't know if I could have been biking to work at this time in the morning, like doing mm-hmm. all the things that you've done. So you really got to give yourself credit of like, yeah, your mindset is really powerful because you've been able to get through all of this, like pretty damn well, in my opinion. 
like really good. That's so nice. (laughs) So yeah, you're you're doing good. Um, I mean, yeah, there are moments when I kind of look back and I'm like, whoa, honestly, for the most part, I like, not that I get down on myself, but I just constantly, I have a constant running list, which I'm sure you do too, as a business owner of like, there's so much more that I feel like I could and should be doing like for clients or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and just in life, like things that I want to tackle and it's never going to get done. Like there's, you're never going to be able to tackle all the things that you want to do, especially when you're such a like go-getter and have a lot of energy. Like me, my Mm -hmm. friend literally told me the other day, he's like, you literally have crackhead energy. Like I actually, another friend told me that the other, like two days ago too. And I was like, you guys, that doesn't sound good. (laughs) Yeah. But I do want to say, because I know that there's people out there listening being like, yeah, dude, there's no way she went through a divorce. She moved to Portland. Literally. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast. I literally only packed my car full of stuff. I left everything else in LA with my ex-husband. I literally Mm -hmm. grabbed my dog in the front seat, packed my Chevy Equinox full of all my belongings that I, and mind you, like my parents don't like have any of my stuff. Like a lot of people have like stuff at their parents' house and grandparents' house. No, everything that I own from all of life fit in my car. Mm -hmm. Um, And I drove to Portland and I got here and then I made a life for myself after my best friend moved away. Like she's kind of the reason I moved here and then she moved away. Um, made a life for myself. And now I'm about to pick up and leave and do it all over again. And that fucking baffles me. But also again, it just feels so right. And I'm just going with it. Um, and I am very proud. I am very proud of it, but I have to say, because I know there's uh, going, sorry, I just went on total tangent the other way, but going back to what I originally was saying, I know there's people listening being like, how the hell, like, there's no way, like, how does she deal with all this? Like I am still in a little bit of a flare, like post COVID. I'm just feeling way better than I was months ago. Um, my one answer for you is sometimes you just have to, you have no choice. I have no choice. Yeah. I rely solely on myself to pay my rent, to pay all of my bills, to feed myself, to, you know, do the things that I like to do to travel. Like I have no choice to be completely honest. And when you have no choice, you just do it. Yeah. Um, and so that's honestly a big part of what keeps me going. And not only that is the fact that I love what I do. I love coaching at Orange Theory. I love coaching my clients. Yeah. I love doing the podcast. I love planning this retreat. Like these are things that I love to do and I get freaking paid for most of them, not the podcast. Yeah. Um, but it, that's what keeps me going is having that passion behind what I'm doing day in and day out. If I didn't like what I was doing, like there have been times when I'm like, maybe I should just go back to work as an occupational therapist because I made a bomb ass money and I was really good at it, but that's not where my passion is. That's not what I see myself doing. And that's not where my soul lies. Yeah. And so, you know what? I just do what I have to do because it feels really, really good in every single way. So I just keep going. And that is like, and that's on passion and loving what you do. <laughs> Erica, you said something that really stuck out to me before we started a recording. And you were saying that sometimes the physical shift is the mindset shift because we were mm-hmm. talking about how sometimes you can't just pull yourself out of it. Like it's not a matter of, oh, just think happier thoughts and like yeah. listen to podcasts. Um, yeah. I want you to elaborate on it because I feel like you just put it so well. You were like, it's easy to feel good when you feel good. And you were talking about kind of your perspective right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking about like how you felt like your mindset was a little bit low. Like Mm -hmm. in retrospect, thinking about my mindset over the last six months, you know, it wasn't the same way it was when we first started this podcast, right? When we were feeling really good and I was rock climbing and all these types of things. And then it had to get on put on hold because I wasn't feeling well. Um, But what I really can like take away from this whole thing is that it's really easy to be in a really good mindset when you feel good. Like right now, like because the medication is working so well for me and I'm experiencing little to almost no symptoms right now, I feel like anything is possible. I'm like, yeah, like I want (laughs) to do this and like I have all these like plans and like I want to write a book and all these, you know, creative juices are flowing now because my body is in in a physically better shape. Um, But sometimes, you know, like if you're listening to this and you're like, well, how come I can't be, you know, in such a good mindset? I tried this, I tried that. Mm -hmm. But if your body is physically in a bad situation and like 
you've been flared out for you know months or even years it's so hard i just have compassion for yourself that it's not always completely easy to rise above your circumstance or your physical mm-hmm. situation it's not um but i'm not saying that it can't be done i definitely believe like what rachel said like my, from my perspective her mindset is what carried her through this flare and that's why she's able to come out of it and my mine is mine as well because not only am i taking the medication i also continuously do things to nourish my mind and so I know that if I just relied on the medicine and didn't do anything, you know, feed my mind with empowering books and podcasts and all the things that we talk about, it may not have worked that well for me, the medicine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just have compassion for yourself. And right now, like, I think both of us were getting back into that, like, really powerful mindset of like, wow, things are mm-hmm. totally achievable and I can accomplish this. And what more can I do with myself? Um, but not too long ago, like we were kind of not really in that. We were actually doing very minimal with our life, you know, and as speaking for me, when I was flared out, like I wasn't taking on a lot of clients, you know, because I was like, wait a second, like I have to prioritize my health and my mental health as well, you know, and I can't be sitting there trying to be there for a bunch of people when I'm struggling to get myself out of bed, you know, but right now, because my physical body is feeling good. I'm like, yeah, bring on all the clients. Like I want to work with people. Like I want to invest my time and energy into others. And so, yeah, there's a lot that goes, you know, behind the scenes of even what we talk about, even on this podcast within our daily lives that like, I don't remember all the details of like what I experience on the daily, you know, time it comes to recording. We don't remember all that stuff. Like there's so much involved in this, you know, mindset piece that we always talk Mm -hmm. about like sometimes it's not even something we can explain through words like Rachel and I have talked about this before when clients ask us well how do you navigate this how do you navigate that and and think about huh how do I (laughs) yeah like how did I get here like how did I get out of this flare and like it almost seems like a dream that it never even happened because I'm like feeling so good right now um and it's just yeah, it's kind of hard to explain unless you continuously put in the effort and experience the benefits on your own. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a hard thing to kind of grasp. Yeah, completely. And one big thing to remember is that when you're doing the things that Erica talked about, like any sort of mindset work, whether it's meditation, I know I've said this over and over, but whether it's meditation or podcasts or audio books or reading books or listening to high vibe music or going on walks or literally any part of it, breath work, Um, you have to remember that the majority of what's happening when you're doing any sort of work like that is subconscious. You, it's not like you're going to feel these crazy results like the next day or the next hour. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yes. But for the most part, you have to trust the process and know that it is working deep down Mm -hmm. and listening to one podcast episode every day for a month, you're going to see a big difference. And I'm not talking like a murder podcast. I'm talking like a podcast like this or like any sort of other like health empowering podcast or mindset empowering podcast or spirituality or whatever you're interested in. Um, But you have to remember that it's, it's happening behind the scenes of like your brain and of your psyche. Yeah. And that's something that I think that I had a kind of hard time with at first, because I was just like, when I was first diagnosed, I died, I dove into journaling and meditating even more. I had already done those things here and there, but I really dove full force into that and into podcasts, but it did take a while before I was feeling like, okay, things are going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Like I am supported. I'm not alone. Yeah. Um, So just remember to trust the process and just remember that it's not an easy journey and it's a continual growth. There is no end point at all. You just keep going and you just keep strengthening your mindset and strengthening in your core who you are deep down, your sole purpose. Yeah. And also like, you know, your mindset shift is a subtle process. So like Rachel said, it's not like you do one thing and you wake up the next day and you're like, wow, I'm optimistic. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not feeding into like negative thoughts and things like that. I would say that, you know, your mind mindset has shifted when you look at the actions in your life, Mm -hmm. because it's not always easy to be aware of the emotions you experience, you think every single day, but you can take a look at your actions. That's how, you know, like, Hey, 
I made this decision instead of that decision. Mm-hmm. That to me tells me I've shifted my mindset. Yeah. Right. Instead of staying in bed and, you know, listening to sad music or whatever makes you feel like more hurt, you're actually getting up and doing something outside of that comfort and going, no, I'm going to get up. I'm going to do this thing because I know it's going to make me feel better, even though that's not the thing that I would normally do. But I decided to do something different. So that's a way to look at how has my mindset shifted? You know, what are the actions instead of trying to look at the narrative behind your mind all the time? Because that's we're clouded by our own judgment, you know? So how can we truly analyze ourselves from that perspective when we're seeing it through our own lens. It's almost impossible. So we have to take a look at our actions. That's a really good point. Oh my gosh. I love, like you just articulated that so perfectly. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if what I'm saying, like it's, it's hard to actually doing this podcast is kind of challenging in a way of like, you know, these things, but how do you relay this information to someone to help them fully understand what you're talking about situation it's one way to it's one thing to know something and then it's another thing to be able to explain that yeah it's like ingrained in us now and we have to kind of like pry it back open and like uh transcribe it yeah and it's crazy so sometimes i'm like i don't know if this is making any sense but i feel the same way whenever i'm leading group calls for my clients um i feel the same way i will get texts after every single group call being like oh my God, like that was amazing. I needed that. And I'm like, I don't even know what I said. I blocked out. Like I just like spoke (laughs) and it just comes out. Like, this is why, this is why, like, we know this is our soul's purpose though. Right. Because it just comes out and we just say these things. And we're just like, we, sometimes when we're editing, um, for anyone listening, sometimes when we're editing our episodes, we'll be back, we'll go back and be like, whoa, I said that. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting. It kind of reminds me of, have you ever been driving and then you get home and you're like, did I even stop at any red lights? Like, because it's so, it's in our subconscious mind. Autopilot. It's that autopilot situation. And so a lot of everything that we're saying is coming from the heart because it's truly who we've become. Mm -hmm. And so we're not sitting here having to like analytically think about how do I want to relay this message yeah. to people? It's just coming from the heart and from what yeah. we know, it's the knowing in us. And so sometimes when we, you know, edit, we're like, wow, okay. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> yeah. oh, good. I lo- honestly the best. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So true. Um, I really, there's something that I was talking to a client on a call earlier about and I wrote it down because I was like, wow, that's actually good. It was one of those moments where I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. And what I said is when you're setting yourself up mentally, you're setting yourself up physically. Mm -hmm. And that's huge, right? Like doing the work, whether you're feeling good or feeling bad. Yep. Like not just doing it because you're feeling bad or because you feel like you need to like pick up the Mm -hmm. piece. Continuing Mm -hmm. those mindset things throughout all of time and finding what works for you. It's different for everyone. For me, I know that I need to be journaling every single day. And that doesn't look like just sitting there free journaling. What I do Mm -hmm. personally for journaling is writing down 10 things I'm grateful for. And a couple of like affirmations and manifestations that's different for everyone. Some clients do like three things they're grateful for and they're happy. Great. Mm -hmm. That takes two seconds. And it actually starts your mind off right for the day. I know I need to be doing that. I know I need to be doing meditations every single night. And I know that I need to listen to something, whether it's like high vibe music with like really powerful, um, lyrics that are like very positive or an audiobook or a podcast. Like I know I need to be doing those things literally every single day in some capacity, even if it's like 10 minutes at a time, because it makes me feel like I am my highest version of myself on that day. But that's different for everyone. Like some people might just be like, you know what? Journaling is just not for me. I just can't do it. It feels like a test. I don't want to do it. Great. Find something that does work for you, but you have to make sure that you're doing it all the time. Not just when you're feeling bad and trying to pick up the pieces and not just when you're feeling good. You don't just like let those things fall. That's how Erica and I have gotten to where we are now and continue to strengthen our mindset because we have committed so wholly to that. Yep. So then that begs the question, what happens when you kind of like, you're doing the things, you're feeling really good. And then you get into a flare and mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, wait, I took 10 steps backwards. And I also fell off of my routines because I just don't feel good. And I just, they weren't sustainable. So I didn't. Yeah. 
Because obviously the goal is for all of your routines to be sustainable. I always say all your routines should be too easy for you on most days. So yeah. the days that we all have when we can't get out of bed, when we feel like shit, we can still maintain them and yeah. they're still doable, right? But mm-hmm. what if you're, you get in a flare, you completely fall off of all of your routines that you know make you feel good. You feel like you took 10 steps back. Um, another thing that I was talking to a client today on the call and he was like, I just feel like I keep taking five steps forward and 10 steps back. And he kind of like did it like a motion with his hand forward Mm. back. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I hear you. And I know that can be really frustrating, but what if we look at it as five steps in one direction where our eyes are set on that direction? Mm -hmm. And then the 10 steps are not necessarily backwards, right? Where you came from it's backwards in a different direction, or it's just going a different direction. Yeah. It's not always backwards. And honestly, a lot of time it's not backwards, period. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of you are just going in a different direction than what you want. And sometimes, yes, it's not fair. Sometimes it's in the form of a flare that came out of nowhere and you have no idea why, and it's there for a week, right? Mm -hmm. It feels like a huge setback and it doesn't feel fair. Mm -hmm. But if you look back at the times that you've been through something like that, I guarantee you something came out of that, that you learned from or that you grew from or you changed something in your routine that now has stuck or something came out of that, that you can look at as a positive. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you have to trust the process of the universe is not going to throw shit at you that you absolutely cannot handle period ever. Yep. And not that like, I'm like, Oh, the universe is throwing these flare ups at you, but just look at it, take away the like flare up and the physicality of it. And just look at it as this is something that has disrupted like the symbiosis of my life. It's mm-hmm. a thing, right. Mm-hmm. Rather than like, cause it's, it's easy to be like, Oh, how dare you say that? Like my pain has, you know, is there for a reason. No, 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 no. Take mm-hmm. that away. Just mm-hmm. look at it as something has disrupted what's going on in your life that is working. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's disrupted because it feels like it might be working, but actually things need to be changed or shaken up a little bit. Yeah. And so rather than looking at it as, oh, I'm keep going forward and backwards. No, you're just going in different directions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't have your sight set on that. And sometimes it might actually shift your sight to the opposite way. And you might go that other direction and be like, oh, now this is forward. Yeah. That's honestly what happened for me. Like during my journey, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to look at this. I got diagnosed with this thing. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I wouldn't talk to anyone in my close life about it. I was just like, oh my God, I just want to get back to normal. I want to go this way. Mm -hmm. And look where I am now. Looking the complete opposite way. Looking at the autoimmune disease straight in the fucking eye. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can relate to this in a sense of when I first started my health journey, like I was completely about the holistic mindset of like only doing natural things and like never allowing myself to even think about getting on medications. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the whole foundation of my Instagram really was about. And now the the fact that I, you know, I got in such a bad place, you know, with COVID that I had to get on a medication, I could look at that and be like, wow, like I did so good for that many years and now I have to get on this medication. No, I'm actually like, okay, like I'm getting to experience, not that I like medication and I'm proud to be on medication, but it taught me something different about this disease that I wouldn't have really known and experienced if I never had got on medication. Mm -hmm. And for me, I realized that it's helping me connect even deeper with my clients because I know the fear Mm -hmm. of avoiding the medications to have to go on medications to have to, you know, deal with side effects, you know, me trying Plaquenil not not working out and having to go on another medication. And, you know, that's helping me right now. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know that, you know, I can't say like for sure that, you know, sulfasalazine will always work for me, but I'm like, okay, right now, like this is a medication and it's helping me and I'm actually grateful for it because I'm able to mm-hmm. climb and things, but it's shifted like my whole mindset around, you know, how I view holistic and how I view medications. I used to view medications as like, you know, people didn't try hard enough. That's why they had to get on it. And like, you know, they're doing something wrong. And now I'm like, it's helped me become more like humble in myself of like, 
shit happens, especially with this autoimmune disease. And, you know, it's okay if we get that help, you know, and, but before I didn't allow myself to get help. When I think about my holistic journey, there was a lot of times where I really should have been on medicine and I allowed myself to suffer. Mm -hmm. And now I can come from this place and tell my clients like, don't allow yourself to suffer. Don't let your ego be so big that you're willing to compromise your joints. And thankfully, you know, I haven't had any major things happen to my joints. I'm very grateful for that. But that could have not been the case, you know? And I see that with other people that I've worked with. And it's like, now I can be in this position of like, just don't let yourself suffer. And just know that like this temper, this medication could be temporary. We could, you could weed off of it. You know, it could give you back your quality of life instead of focusing on all the negative, you know, possibilities of what this medication can do. You can actually shift that into what can this medication do for me to help me feel my best? Because all it boils down to what this whole journey has truly taught me is that it really just boils down to your quality of life and however you yeah. got to freaking get there. Mm-hmm. Like there is no room to like, you know, criticize people for what they've had to do for themselves. The only thing that, you know, we talked about on the last episode is really when you allow yourself to feed into the medication world of like, I totally identifying with that and be mm-hmm. like, you know, we've talked about all that kind of stuff before, but now I, I'm just saying that this whole journey, the ups and downs and it not being linear has taught me a lot of things where now I have the tools and the wisdom to be able to share that with someone else. If I wouldn't have gone through all that and this journey would have been completely linear and I would have just kept feeling better and better and better and better, I wouldn't have had all this wisdom that I have now to share with other people. We wouldn't be sitting here having these conversations because we've had to experience the lows in order to really understand the highs. Mm -hmm. And we had to have, you know, like you said, not calling them setbacks, but like kind of rerouting, right? Mm -hmm. Like we've been rerouted many different times, but ultimately because it, it, the things that we did came from our heart, it led us to the best place possible, you know? And so for that, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that things didn't work out exactly how I thought they, should be. Mm-hmm. But it's exactly what I needed. Yeah. And that's what we have to know is that ultimately if we let it, it can lead into something that we needed that we didn't know we we needed. Yeah, I just want to reiterate that point. Your journey may not always be what you want it to be or what you think it should be, but it will always be exactly what you need. Yeah. Always. I know, I know, especially if you're newly diagnosed, you might be hearing this and be like, oh my God, how could she possibly say that? That's just like cruel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's true. I, I firmly stand with that and you can at me, you can do whatever you want, but I firmly stand with that. Yeah. I am so grateful. And we say this all the time. I'm so grateful for where I am on this journey. I could have never imagined five years ago that this is what I would have come out of being diagnosed. Yeah. I was literally on bed rest for two weeks. I was in physical therapy for months. I couldn't even do physical therapy in a, in, on land. I had to do it in a pool with 80 year olds. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even like the week that I was diagnosed, I couldn't even walk on my own. I couldn't stand in the shower for more than two minutes without thinking I was going to fall. Like mm-hmm. that's where I was five years ago. I know I get it. And I know how crazy it sounds to say your journey will always be exactly what your soul needs it to be, but I stand with it. Yeah. And please remember that at any moment in your life, in your health journey, in your life, in your relationships, in your, I don't anything, housing situation, job situation, um, friendships, you can always change your narrative. You can always reclaim your life. There is never a time that you can't take it from me. I have literally flip-flopped 180 multiple times in the past two years and I'm doing it yet again. Like you can always, you are never stuck in anything that you're doing, especially on your health journey. And please remember that you have the power, you know yourself best. Yeah. And we should be, you know, we should be fluid. We should be flexible on this journey, right? If I would have just said, no, like I refuse to get on medication, even when I was really bad and my inflammatory markers were showing that, 
that could have led to some serious joint damage. You know, I've talked to people recently that have had gone on medications because of the post-COVID flare, and a lot of joint damage did occur during that time because they were scared to get on the medication reasonably. So if, you know, you've been on a holistic journey, like you want to avoid that as much as possible. But it's crazy because in the beginning of this journey, I thought I would be the reason why people got off medications. And now I seem to be the reason why people are getting on medications. And it's quite a weird thing for me to wrap my head around because I've had a lot of people in this community, not just clients, but people that have been following my account for a long time saying like, thank you for giving me the permission to allow myself to get the help that I needed. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm feeling better and I'm actually able to get back to the things that I love. But they're still doing all the holistic stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying get on the medication and you're you're going to be good. I'm saying like, if you're doing everything and you need that help, allow yourself that permission to get that help, mm-hmm. okay? But this is not where I thought I would be years ago like i didn't really even when we started this podcast i did not think that would be my position and now i'm here i've surrendered to this medication because it's helping me and i i'm feeling the relief of it but i'm also like appreciative of all the holistic things that i do so it's like i'm not i don't like to be in a black and white or an all or nothing mentality that is very dangerous in anything in your life right like we have to allow ourselves to you know they say have the saying like go with the flow but you really do because if you're not going with the flow you're resisting things and resisting causes frustration it causes anger which in turn make your body feel even worse to be in those emotions all the time so sometimes it's just good to be like okay i'm surrendering this is what i gotta do and that's it that's true. Wow. That is not where we expected this to no. go a lot of ways, but I'm so glad it went there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have literally millions of podcast episodes to come. So like we can yeah. talk about like whatever the heck. Erica and I always have to remind ourselves like this is our podcast. We can t- actually talk about whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I like it because we get passionate about it, you know, and it's like we have to let that like passion kind of do its thing, you know? Um, it know. literally does its own thing. <laughs> it, do- it does its own thing. Um, but yeah. And also finding good support for your journey along the way during that process is so important. And that is part of surrendering, right? Yep. Like allowing yourself to ask for help, to ask for guidance, to mm-hmm work with a coach to find a a support community. Um, Erica offers one-on-one coaching. I offer a support community and membership. Like we have resources for you. And in addition to that, we were going to give you a little update about our retreat, which kind of goes right along with this um, Mm -hmm. community and support. And so our retreat is called healing through community. This is going to be our first annual one coming up so quickly already. I just got a notification from the Airbnb. It's like your next thing is coming up in six months. I'm like, what? (laughs) oh god this is coming quick yeah it's crazy I'm like wait um so yeah we had a call with almost all of the people that will be attending the retreat so everyone got to meet each other we had a little zoom call we gave them details we gave them their bed assignments like it's super exciting and it's crazy that it's happening we talked about their intentions for the retreat we have a really special um gift coming for everyone that's attending and we're so excited to make that happen for them um that is surrounding their personal intention for each and every person. Um, and we have our next call coming up with our chef. So we're going to be like finalizing details on our menu. Mm. Oh my gosh. Just like so much exciting stuff. And we are just getting stoked obviously for this year, but also for years to come. We're like, wait a second, like this is real. And it's just going to get bigger and bigger. We already have people emailing us going, put me on the list for next year. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. Like the fact that so, I mean, this is needed clearly. Yeah. It doesn't exist yet. No, it it does does not (laughs) exist. I mean, I'm pretty sure we, I, you know, I did a Google search. I don't know. I didn't diving. Yeah. Unless, you know, I missed something, but anyways, it's like, yeah, it's something unique. It's something special. And it's something that we all need, especially after COVID and all of the isolation and, you know, people already feel isolated a as it is, and then you add an autoimmune disease on top of that, you know, a lot of people scared of coming in contact with people and their groups getting smaller because they don't want to get sick because they're on 
you know, medications that suppress their immune system. And there's a lot of psychological things that have come about within the last couple of years. I think we're going to be dealing with like the repercussions of that for years and years to come. Oh, for sure. But something that was really cool on that call is that almost every single person mentioned that a huge part of their intention behind coming is the community piece and is the fact that they had never met someone else in person that has their condition or that they don't have anyone in their close circle, even virtually that has that condition. Like, yeah, sure. We all follow people on social media, but how many times physically be in there in the presence of that person? Cause that's Mm -hmm. like a whole different thing. You know, even when I met you, I was like, I see you on this little screen. And then I got to see your whole body and like, you're like, you have a body, but yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really cool. It's really awesome to be able to support, um, that growth within the autoimmune community. Um, and so if you are interested in attending next year in 2023, like Erica said, we are building our wait list now. So make sure that you send us an email, um, autoimmune and you at gmail.com. We'll add you to our email list. We have a lot of emails on there already, which is really Mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah. Um, Um, And we will obviously keep you updated after this retreat of like when the next one's going to be and stuff, but let us get through this one first. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for um, listening to us, letting our soul just flow through our words, because honestly, it feels really good to us. Like it's very cathartic. It is. And it like reminds us of some of the stuff that's just kind of ingrained in us at at this point that we just do. It's kind of nice to remind yourself sometimes like, no, I really am doing like a lot because like I said, Mm -hmm. I was kind of stuck in that mindset of feeling like I wasn't. And now I'm Mm -hmm. like, I am feeling a little bit better, (laughs) even better. Yeah. So take a second to think about what you're proud of on your health journey. Mm -hmm. You know, just give yourself that moment to really celebrate that big or small. I tell my clients like, there is no really big or small. Yes. I just talked about this on a group call, like literally on Saturday. Yeah. It's just, Mm -hmm. everything is just all these little quote unquote tiny things add up to the larger picture yes. of how you feel and mm-hmm. how you navigate life. Sometimes the small things are just as big as the big things because those are the things that build you up to the big things. Because sometimes if you just have this huge win, right? Mm-hmm. How can you uphold that without the little wins, like the stepping stones along the way to that big win? It's yeah. just going to crumble. Yeah, the big, always, win doesn't, the big win doesn't exist if you don't have the little win. You don't just wake up one day and you're in remission without putting in the work. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't exist. And so, yeah, it's celebrating Find the small things. wins for yourself. Celebrate yourself today, no matter where you are listening, in the car, at home, with your kids, on a walk, whatever it is. Find a way to celebrate yourself, even if it's just like yelling out the window. Mm -hmm. I am powerful. (laughs) Oh my God. That was you driving when I saw someone do that. (laughs) (laughs) I just got an image of you like doing that. Oh gosh. Come on. I actually have done that on multiple occasions. I do that when I'm bike riding. I say affirmations while I'm bike riding, like out loud. That's me. (laughs) I'm probably like cussing or something. (laughs) I want to get home. Anyways. I hope this conversation was uh, useful to you guys as always, and we appreciate you so much, and we will talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our Autoimmune and You podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people. We always go. That's a classic. (laughs) I don't know if it's good. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Guess it's done now. At a certain point, you kind of forget you're like recording.